Welcome to Kitzer Kitzer. We are up to Simen Ayin Gimel, the halachos of Amir Lachum. Sivvav. If a guy builds a house for a Jew on Shabbos, the Kitzer says, Don't go into this house. The Shulchan Aruch and Ramah bring down different days how long a person should wait to be able to go into the house after. Now, if a guy is renting something from a Jew, with a fixed price, so Shabbos is not explicitly being paid for, and it doesn't come out that the guy is actually working for the Jew, it should be mutter. However, we have to be concerned about Maris Ayin, that people will look at this guy working in the Jew's establishment, and it really looks like the guy is working for him. So if someone has a field or a mill, he's allowed to rent it to a guy, even if the guy is going to work on Shabbos. Because it's standard procedure for the guy or anyone who's renting a field or rechaim to work it and keep all the profit and give a flat fee to the owner. So even if people know that this is a Jew's field, they're assuming that the guy is t- taking all the profit and there's no issue of marasayin. But a bathhouse has different connotations and we assume that they're just hired workers in there if people know that it's a Jewish bathhouse. So that's usher to rent to the guy. However, if the bathhouse belongs to a guy with the Jew is renting and he wants to sublet it, sublease it to a guy who's going to work it on Shabbos, now you have to ask a shayla. You also have to ask a shayla about someone who works in tax collecting, who has an inn, a brick factory, a glass factory, or anything like this. You have to ask a shayla exactly how to be able to do business in there on Shabbos. There's also a big shayla about someone who has a partner in his business who's not Jewish. Rav Moshe says to avoid this like the plague. To buy the majority share in a company which works on Shabbos is also very complicated. Next, halacha. In a Jew's house, it is absolutely usher to let a guy do any malacha at all. Even if he wants to do malacha for himself. Mr. Brewer says, B'Shem Nechaya Adam, that if the guy is doing something, that is normally paid for a set price on the whole job, it's still usher in the Jew's house. Mr. Bruce says it's okay for a maid to sew her own clothing in the Jewish house because that's clearly her working for herself. Next, if a guy makes clothing for a yid and he brings it to his house on Shabbos, you're allowed to wear it on Shabbos. If you know for sure that he finished it on Shabbos, then you should only wear it if you have nothing else to wear. Nevertheless, bottom line, you're not allowed to go into the store and pick it up from the guy. You're not even allowed to go into the laundromat, put on the clothing and walk out with it. Even from a Jewish store, you know we didn't finish it on Shabbat. If you have a guy that has a little shop, he's not a craftsman, he doesn't create the things, he just sells shoes and things like that. You're allowed to go into the store, walk out with a pair of shoes without negotiating a price. This way you avoid any business interactions on Shabbos, which are usher. You also have to make sure when doing this that these products weren't brought in from Chutz Latchot on Shabbos. Next, halacha is usher to lend a guy something on Erev Shabbos which is used for malacha. Even a pot, which is used for cooking, so the pot itself is an usher, still usher to lend it to him on Erev Shabbos, according to the Mishnah Brura. The Bira Lacha says that most poets can hold that this is only for Malachas de Raisa, but not de Rabbanon. Items that are only used for Malachas de Rabbanon, you can lend the Goyan Erev Shabbat. Even though 
We have no chiv to make sure that our stuff is keeping Shabbos. And it's okay if my pot is cooking on Shabbos. Since I'm getting paid for my pot being used on Shabbos, it looks like the goy is my shliach. On Thursday, it's totally motor to lend them anything. To rent them anything. To lend is motor. Even on Erev Shab. Even Kaelin, which she's going to vada use for malacha. As long as the goy takes it out of your house before Shabbos starts. You're allowed to lend it to a goy even if you make a tenai, that I'll lend you this if you'll lend me something in return. Even though it kind of sounds like a rental, that's still lending in its motor. As long as it's before Shabbos. You're even allowed to rent him stuff on Erev Shabbos as long as they're not malacha items. And the guy has to take it out before Shabbos starts. Otherwise, it looks like he's renting from, from him on Shabbos. Now, all of these cases, the kids are qualified. Just a disclaimer, you're allowed to rent things to Goya only when you're not paying, getting paid for Shabbos. What does that mean? I'm renting this, this to you for a week, for a month, for two, three days. But there's no payment for Shabbos itself. It would even be ushered to lend it to him for a year, paying a dollar for each of the 365 days, because that means that you're getting paid for the days that were Shabbat. Even though bottom line is only giving you $365 at the end of the year. Schayr Shabbos is also to take even for renting items which don't do malacha. Even just renting him a room. Schayr Shabbos is also even if the money is coming from a yid. Now, any interest that someone gets from a bank on Shabbos, Mr. Bruce says it's also. Rav Moshe has a heter, he says that the, the non-Jewish banks make a cheshben from midnight to midnight, which means they're also getting paid from Matzah Shabbos and Erev Shabbos. So that's not just Shabbos money. However, when you have a Shabbos that goes straight into Yontif or vice versa, then that money was straight out of Shabbos and Yontif. Schar. And Rav Moshe says, give that money anonymously to Tzedakah. Have a wonderful day.